So welcome to episode number 44 of The Space In Between. And today we have a special guest, Mike Milios. He'll be on in a moment. I met Mike uh, in person for the first time at Veterans Yoga Project Summit. We had been, you'll, you'll find out, we, we met prior to that online, but um, yeah. So we talk about yoga and relationships and vulnerability and everything in between. <laughs> uh, but we, before we get there, I just landed myself in the Catskills yesterday. So as you might have already known, I've been traveling all around this summer. And um, yeah, I just landed here in the Catskills and I'm presently looking at a family of deer outside my window. <laughs> and I'm going to be here this fall because I'm leading Nomad's 200-hour teacher training starting on Thursday. So we have a great group and um, there are a couple of spots still available. So if you are on the fence and you want to join us, come on down, send me a message. Uh, but yeah, I, and, and the other thing that I've been working on too is, you know, I have been traveling around and um, kind of figuring out the next phase of life and figuring out who I want to become or who what I want to manifest in my life. And I've learned a lot, a lot about myself, a lot about this world we live in. And I'm kind of putting it all together in this um, online course that's starting next Monday, uh, Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? And this is, I'm calling it a self-inquiry and self-care online course. So it'll be six weeks full of movement. So I'll be sending videos out and doing a little bit of um, mentoring or coaching once a week. So there'll be a call on Mondays where you get to um, connect with the rest of the group and myself and we set intention together and meditate together and kind of help each other along this six-week um, adventure. <laughs> and, um, and then some other self-inquiry and self-care practices. So if you um, are feeling like, you know, getting settled into the fall and needing to reboot or just get yourself focused again or also figuring out who you want to become, this is definitely an online course that will be suited for you. So you can go over to the Nomad website and um, sign up for that. We begin on Monday, so make sure you sign up so you can get your welcome email and, and all of that and get, get on the first call. So we're all together. Um, and yeah, and we have other awesome things that are happening in Nomad Land. We have um, retreats to Belize and Bali. You can go over to the Nomad website and find out about that. We have an awesome group. Actually, both of those groups are coming together really nicely. So if you want to join them, go over to the Nomad website. And then um, we have our tribe training. So for those of you who don't already know, tribe is our nonprofit. Uh, we teach resilience, increased balance, and endurance for the active duty. Um, so service members in the military. And actually, Mike and I talk a little bit about that in our interview today. But uh, the tribe training is happening here in New York, uh, near West Point, uh, New York, uh, and we are doing this weekend tra training October 26th and 27th. Um, so if you are interested in working or uh, with the military or you already are in some way and you want to learn these tools of on and off the mat um, to bring to active duty, this is the training for you. 
Uh, so anyways, so with all that, let's go ahead and um, sit with Mike. <laughs> all right. So I am here with Mike. What's your, how do you pronounce your last name? Milios. Milios. And we are in Montana uh, right now on the Veterans Yoga Project retreat. Uh, we're into like day three or four. I don't know. I feel like we've been here for a year, yeah, but I also feel like, oh my I feel like I just got here. So time yeah. is, yeah, we're in the space in between. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so this is our first time really, I mean, this retreat is our first time meeting in person. Right. Uh, but we've known each other. I think I was trying to figure it out. I think we met, you know, through social media in some way, maybe at the beginning of this year, 2019, right. maybe a little bit. Right. Through that. Christine. Through yes. Christine. And then we um, sort of started this little coalition to bring um, a yoga retreat for veterans. And uh, and we did a number of calls, probably like three or four calls. Mm -hmm. And so now we're meeting in person. Yeah, this is yeah. great. I've yeah. seen all the amazing work that you're doing. And I have seen the amazing work you're doing. <laughs> and so it's not about my amazing work today. It's about your amazing work. So let's start with that. Why? How are you involved with Veterans Yoga Project? What's your connection? Um, and uh, anything else that you want to share with that? Sure. I love the Veterans Yoga Project. I started off just as a teacher doing fundraising classes. And then I got more involved in the regional level. And now I'm on the board of directors helping shape uh, the vision in the future of how we can get uh, mindful resilience and recovery uh, to veterans, families, and communities. And it's something that I never would have imagined I'd be doing probably just five, seven, ten years ago. Okay. Um, like most of the good things in my life, I kind of stumbled into it. <laughs> yes. Uh, uninten <laughs> unintentionally. Um, yeah. I served eight years on active duty. You know, I bounced around. In which branch? I was Army. Okay. I, uh, I was a judge advocate in the Army on active duty for okay. eight years. I, um, I served you know, here stateside or CONUS, and then I served overseas when I deployed to Afghanistan. Um, and when I transitioned off active duty, you know, I still like to maintain the the physical aspects, mm -hmm. you know, of a military life. I like to run and lift and play sports. Um, you know, my body was starting to catch up and the knee started hurting a little bit, back started mm -hmm. hurting a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps too many ruck marches. Um, so there was just classes at the gym offered yoga and people were like, oh yeah, you should give that yoga a shot. You know, but you kind of have the idea that it's, you know, for flexi, bendy people, mm -hmm. um, you know, they can wrap <laughs> their legs around their heads and, um, or it's this like mystic tradition that mm -hmm. I, I don't know much about. Yeah. And so, but like, they're like, ah, oh, it's the gym, go try it. And so I did. And I liked it. It was fine. Like I recreationally did yoga. It had like really good physical, uh, benefits. But then I also noticed when I was going through, um, some transitions in my life, um, you know, with, um, you know, having a failed, a failed or failing marriage, uh, professional transition, okay. you know, from active duty to civilian. Um, and then also representing military, um, and veterans or service members and veterans in court, I started to realize that this, you know, yoga stuff was not only benefiting me 
physically, mm-hmm. um, but it was benefiting me mentally yeah. and emotionally. So just in terms of a timeline, you were just doing the physical practice at the right. gym and then all of, and you fold up your your favorite book today when things fall apart. Yeah. So it sounds like some yeah. things were falling apart, but then you were yeah. lear- learning to lean on this tool of yoga. Right. In other ways. That's exactly it. It kind of It's like almost there for you like it's going to be needed at right. some point soon in a different way. Exactly. It was almost as if it was planting the seeds. Yeah. And if you'd asked me, cause I'm 38 years old now. Yeah. And if you'd asked me like at 26 or 30, I probably wouldn't have read, well, probably wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. But then I was also studying a lot of, you know, other traditions, uh, like stoicism, okay. um, and other Eastern philosophies like Buddhism mm-hmm. and Taoism at the same, it's actually kind of funny because at the same time, as I'm doing like the physical practice of mm-hmm. yoga and like not even connecting them. Oh, I see. So and you were then, doing all this on the side and then, right. and then, oh, it was like very like compartmentalized. Yeah. You know, I've I'm noticed reading, that about military. You are compartmentalized. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here reading like man's search for meeting, you know, by Victor Frankl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reading like Marcus Aurelius, um, you know, starting to learn a little bit more, you know, about Buddhism and getting into Dhammapada. Um, at the same time, I'm at the gym, you know, doing these movement practices. And we go, wait. I started working with some teachers that are really, like, emphasizing this this breath stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to be in a room and we're going to think about our breath. Yeah. And we're going to notice our movement. And then I think at that time, the best part about yoga was leaving my cell phone. Yeah. Outside. Hour, yeah. Hour 15 minutes or whatever. You know, I wasn't yeah. taking in that stimulus. Yeah. Um, and I, so... I had the connection. I was like, I want to teach it and I want to teach it to veterans and people that need it. Okay. And that's been my connection with the Veterans Yoga Project. I love it. And so what was, how, how long was that time period that you're saying? Um, it happened relatively quickly. I, I recreationally practiced yoga probably from like 2014 to about like 2000. Like 16. Okay. And then I started, you know, reading, you know, about some teachers uh, and reading um, the teachings of like Michael Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some other um, Buddhists, like practitioners like Thich Nhat Hanh, Pema Chodron, mm-hmm. um, and like connecting. And then so I took a deeper dive into, you know, what we call the, the eight limb path, yeah. you know, the deeper uh, meaning of mm-hmm. yoga, you know, that it's union, it's, we're all connected and yeah. exploring that deeper, probably about like 2017. And then that's when I was like, okay, you know, I want to take a teacher's course. Awesome. And, um, and at that time I was still really drawn to like the physical mm-hmm. practice. So, so like my entryway into yoga was like the power of vinyasa. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to be hot <laughs> and really physically challenged um, and then over time it's evolved and now I teach yeah. a bit, uh, more of like a gentle Hatha, um, I do some restorative, yeah. and I still do a vinyasa class or two, Yeah, but that's great. Yeah. 
I know. I've definitely shifted. I came through the physical door too. Yeah. So I've shared a little bit right before of how I was a dancer before. And so that was my entry to yoga too, was more of like a PT, like my physical therapy. And, um, and then I thought, oh, my brain is shifting. Oh, I'm not so <laughs> emotional all the time. Hmm. And then things fell apart for me yeah. too. Yeah. And in various ways, like there were a couple of different periods yeah. in my life, but yeah. And then you, I just kept yeah. going deeper and deeper and seeing yeah. like living the eight limbs rather than just, yeah. Oh, there are these eight limbs. Yeah. It's actually living in them. Yeah. So, and like you mentioned, it's, you can catch evolution. that. Sorry. It's a beautiful evolution. That's it all. is. Yeah, it is. And it's like realizing that it is a resolute evolution resolution. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be. Both. There we go. <laughs> the evolution resolution. Mm-hmm. There we go. We just created something. Our new mantra. There we go. I'm going to get it tattooed on my back. Yes. Um, but when you realize it is like that transition. Yeah. And you realize that it's this practice that can help you pause and come to that realization you know, that things are going to be a flux yeah. and that things would be groundless. And then when you can look at, you know, whether it was, you know, my you know, dealing with prior issues from the military, mm-hmm. dealing with stuff from my, um, legal practice of representing defendants or criminal court or, you know, personal issues, you know, with, with, uh, a divorce, like it just gives you that one, maybe second of awareness Yeah, and allowing yourself to like be with the emotion Versus like shoving it down yeah, or shoving it away. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like that was eye opening and that's when I was just like, okay, I need to do like a deeper study and examination and hopefully spread the, spread the good stuff. And you are, I mean, yeah. you have your, you have this, um, way through a veterans yoga project. Mm-hmm. And then what you were just sharing with us, you did, you just did a two hour right. workshop with us of, you know, talking a little bit about, um, the justice involved, is that the right word? Justice involved veteran? Yep. Bingo. And, justice involved veteran. Yeah. And how you are offering these services in some other way. Right. Um, and, and then you also have, which is kind of leading, which kind of led you into your new nonprofit on your own. Right. right? Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what that looks like? I do. It's called Karuna Community Minnesota. And can I go back of course. to Veterans Yoga Project? Yeah. With the, <laughs> so what we're seeing is over generations, we haven't learned our lessons. as yeah. to, And I'm not sure the re- if there ever can be a, a, a way to perfectly reintegrate service members back home from war yeah. or help heal people from trauma, you know, from other sources uh, when they're in the military. But one of the big issues we have... Um, in our country is our veterans take are a big percentage of our criminal justice system mm-hmm. you know, because of their, you know, because what they're exposed to in a military setting, you know, sometimes yeah. leads them to get in trouble. And so with VIP now is we're trying to meet them in that point, you know, hopefully getting more involved in, you know, veterans treatment courts to help yeah. rehabilitation and be part of that, yeah. that process. But, and then I do the same thing. Um, so it's, I always love when my worlds collide. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for a while, I thought like I had this military hat. And then I thought I had this, you know, civilian lawyer hat. And then I had my yoga teacher hat. And now I get to like combine them all. Like I yeah. get to teach yoga at the, uh, to legal folks at the Bar Association. Um, and I get to teach yoga to veterans. 
And, you know, hopefully we'll be teaching yoga to folks in the justice system um, that are veterans. But what I've been working on now is Karuna Community, Minnesota. Karuna in Sanskrit, uh, my favorite interpretation of it means compassionate action. Mm-hmm. Because I love the connection of, you know, the the mindfulness tools like the meditation and the yoga and how we use them to take care of ourselves. But like, what are we doing off the mat? Yes. And I need that action. Yeah. You know, I want it to be both. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's that these practices and then how are we implementing it? And so Karuna means compassionate action. Oh, I love that. And I was so drawn to it. I, yeah. like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, we're tying in, um, not we, it's, <laughs> I, I it's been around it's, for I understand. thousands of years. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> all good. Yeah. I'm not coming in and taking care, taking credit for years of Tibetan lineage. Um, but what you're doing. Yeah. Yes. And so what we're doing, thank you for bringing me back. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yoga is offered at, you know, all these corporations. Like you see it at like big corporations like Google. Uh, you see it in like big federal government entities. And then there's the people that have money that can pay $25, you know, to drop in to a session, a session. So, I started a nonprofit um, with some wonderful people, you know, back in Minnesota and back in New York and Maryland. And our goal is to bring, you know, these tools, um, you know, that help people um, to communities in need. Mm-hmm. So we want to work with um, members of the justice community that are incarcerated. You know, right now, our chief operating officer and president of the board, Jenna Lee Rowley, is teaching um, women in jail in Ramsey County, Minnesota. Um, We've been trying to get in to teach the men. We're working with law school students on how to manage the trauma Mm -hmm. of their job. And then we... I've also supported other programs, you know, that help, um, women of East Africa, um, who have gone through like the immigration and refugee process, you know, yeah. we are helping share with them the tools. And the idea is that, you know, we're not using mindfulness, you know, to perhaps make somebody, you know, a better like sniper on a rifle <laughs> or a better employee at a corporation. Uh, you know, it's, it's compassion based. We're yeah. trying to hit those communities um, that perhaps may not have access yeah. to it. Um, and we also do these seminars too, to help people in the field, like the social workers, the criminal defense lawyers, um, you know, folks involved with probation, mm-hmm. um, mitigation specialists who help you, uh, do criminal sentencing. So they really get to know your client. We're helping them manage the trauma of their jobs. Yeah. So the compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue. Exactly. Because folks don't realize it, but when you're trying to help somebody and you're just giving everything and everything and everything, it's just like your car. Yeah. You know, if you don't stop putting gas and change the oil, it's going to break down. Exactly. And with us, it's the same thing is I'm fortunate because I work with all these amazing people that, you know, are, they embody compassion and they give it to others, but oftentimes they don't take the time to like reset. And then that trauma has, you know, physical, uh, emotional manifestations in the body. Yes. So we work 
<laughs> with these populations. Yeah. Um, it's just been needed for yeah. so long. And in both the veteran and in their criminal justice community, there just seems to be, have been a void. Yeah. And we're, so we're trying to, you know, fill that void or the space between. Would that be yes. a good word? Yeah, <laughs> we can throw it in whenever you want. <laughs> I um, find that it works pretty much anywhere yeah. you want it to be. And then just by doing it, it has the effects on me, yeah. uh, the beneficial effects. It's because it's like when you can give yourself to something, something that is like true and genuine and authentic service for no other purpose, it has so many healing yeah, components. Yeah, it it's very you know? healing. I mean, what you're doing is you're filling your own cup. I'm What I'm kind of envisioning was when you were talking about that, like the people who are helping in the criminal criminal justice system they are putting themselves out there all the time pouring their heart and soul into saving someone right but and there it is it's hard for them to fill up their own cup you know or reminding themselves but because there might not be a resolution that is a positive resolution but what you're doing is even though you're creating that space and holding the space for them to fill their own cup There's always a positive resolution. So your cup is getting filled too. So it is this beautiful cycle that is like filling each other's cups. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it because it can be so frustrating when you perhaps get attached to the results in a system that is not inherently fair. Yeah. Um, And you just, you, you live the issues, you know, with, with your client and that client mm-hmm. typically has been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's when they were a kid or trauma as an adult. Um, and then when you try to help them and you don't perhaps see the external mm-hmm. results, it does help to take a step back and say, Hey, we together as a community, as a practice can realize that we can only put the effort in Yeah. and we can't have attachment to these results and just gathering and having these conversations yeah. is what helps. And sometimes just hearing myself say it, like, cause just because I preach it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean <laughs> I, know. I always practice it. It's like with my son, I say, you know, as I'm repeating my father, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. But you can catch these patterns. The mm-hmm. more you say it, the more you talk about it, the more you practice it, yeah. you know, you can work on yourself and work together, you know, as a community mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully, what occurs has, you know, spreads yeah. and we can help people, we can help a community and then it'll go into other communities like, you know, with, you know, perhaps other, you know, do good or professions like, you know, nurses, teachers yeah. and like folks that could really benefit, um, you know, just from taking the, you know, maybe it'd be just like a mindful pause. Like, yeah, <sighs> every, yeah, everyone's blood pressure just goes down yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, even what uh, we did at the exercise today, this the eye gazing exercise where mm-hmm. we looked at each other for five minutes, was it? Yeah, we went a little bit longer because oh. uh, I'm the clock manager and I couldn't figure out how to use <laughs> how to use one of those iPhones. Okay. There's one of these new technologies oh, that's just what is coming this out. iPhone you're talking about? I don't know. It's like the uh, <laughs> it's like a Nintendo 64 or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we did it for a little longer. Um, yeah. But so what I was saying is we did this, we did the eye gazing exercise where we looking at each other and a couple of people, what they're, we got to kind of integrate afterwards, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about what our experience was and a number of people in the room were saying, oh, our breath 
synced. Like we were looking at our partner in the eye and we were breathing together. And so that's what just made me think of that when you were saying like all of our communities, if we can Mm -hmm. all just take a breath together, this whole world would be a lot better place. And so what I am experiencing through my, um, my own like path with Mm -hmm. teaching is it's been about, you know, teaching yoga in studios. But what I'm loving is that we're breaking down the yoga studio box, as I say, and we are like you, you're going into the community, Mm -hmm. veterans yoga projects, going to the veterans. Like we have to go into those communities for the change to happen because the yoga studio is an intimidating place for a lot of people. It was even intimidating for me being who is like one of those, what you were saying, like bendy people, but I was still freaking intimidated. You know, they're chanting. I was like, what the hell? I'm not religious. I don't want them to, like, what are they saying? I don't, I don't want to like pray to a God or a devil. Like what's happening? So we all have our See, own. See, I like, practice a lot of devil worshiping. <laughs> it's yeah. the advanced yeah, level. Right. So, but we all, we all have yeah. these crazy no. stories, but because we're going into those communities and making it like taking it off the mat right yeah. away, which sounds like yeah. you're doing. Um, well, like you're doing with, tr- with tribes, you're just planting the seed. Yeah. Because you know, when I was younger, you know, I like to tell folks that my frontal lobe didn't fully develop until 38, <laughs> which in most, which mo- right most male brains, yes, <laughs> most, most male brains is 26. Uh, it's our executive functioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I wouldn't have been ready for yoga. Yeah. But like what you all are doing with the, with tribe and the active duty population is, you're going to connect with some people, but other times you're going to plant the seeds Yeah, and that's everything. And that way, you know, they're going to know that that tool is there. Yeah. And if perhaps, cause I know me and you, we had some pretty challenging moments in our transformations. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are going to have their own moments. Yeah. And if we can get ahead of the curve just slightly by yeah. planting the seed and knowing that it's an option. So while they, you know, when I teach in the military community, they're like, hey, sir, are you going to, you know, align my chakras? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, no, do push-ups. <laughs> Get in the front leading rest and or the high plank. Yeah. <laughs> but that seed's been connected. And yeah. even if we can do it in a light manner, like yeah. we don't need to, like, I'm super into the yoga philosophy. I'm super, like, I've studied the Bhagavad Gita, the Yoga Sutras, um, and something that's really, really important to me, but I know with certain audiences, that might not resonate with them. Yeah. And if we can just get people connecting to their breath, mm-hmm. you know, that'll just lead to, you know, hopefully, a mindful pause. And then with the mindful pause, you know, that hopefully that helps control the decision-making. Yeah. You know, we can... And there's the pattern between the reaction and decision-making and with the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems, if we can just plant those seeds yeah, or to get those little tools that turn into life tools. Yeah. And what you just said um, really spoke to me too, is it's, it's really coming to meet them, not just in the physical yes. space, but yeah. just coming to them with the language, right? What is the language that they're speaking, yeah. right? Whether it's, um, you know, uh, everything is an acronym. <laughs> so, <that's very> <laughs> yeah. so how can yeah. we make it accessible to them or, or like have them do plank, but also be in some sort of meditative state or whatever? Like yeah. how can we make it so that we're already speaking their language 
and whatever population that is, whether it is in the jail or whether it is, you know, in a shelter or whatever, we can shift the language of yoga to meet them where they're at. Sure. And that's kind of what I've just been seeing from you too, is that you're, you are, I I can just tell that you're doing that um, with the populations that you're working with. And I love doing it and it's totally in line with yoga because I I worry about, you know, I'm, you know, a white guy from Maryland. Like, am I culturally... (laughs) White girl from Maryland. There we go. The Maryland connection. (laughs) Want to have some... Rockville, even. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I worry about it. Like, am I staying true to yoga like am i like should i be using the sanskrit you know should i and i quickly learned that you know nowhere in the sutras does it say that you need to teach in this manner yeah and the modern physical asana practice is still really new yeah like it's only evolved over the past like hundred years and so i think anyone holding space and teaching and guiding yeah i think you know if you look at the intent you know of the core principles mm-hmm. of the yoga sutras is yeah it's connecting with the students yeah you know how however you get there you know if you come from a place of good intention and hopefully you know that's that's what we're all doing but it, it is a challenge and you got to get your creative and um you know sometimes people that are newer to yoga you know, have this also idea that it's um like it's gotta be serious like when you're <laughs> when you're starting class you have to be like sitting upright <laughs> like the yogi on the side of the mountain and your back straight and your head's pointing perfectly up and you can't make any jokes and your face is really serious as you like I'm making a grimacing face in case yeah. the uh yeah the audio can't see my face <laughs> no, <they> <laughs> uh but yeah you can laugh you can make jokes I'm yeah. like hey folks you gotta show up is rule number one mm-hmm. and two you can breathe yeah to, to please breathe yeah if you're not breathing there's Many other issues. Yeah. Um, probably have to call an ambulance. <laughs> um, but everything else is it. It's like you can you can bring some levity into yeah. it. You can have some fun. You connect as a community. And then afterwards, you know, folks can go out and have a cup of coffee yeah. after. Because um, one of the issues that yoga addresses is when you practice with a community, you're getting folks out and, and talking mm-hmm. and connecting. Uh, because what we struggle with is this isolation mm-hmm. in our community. And especially as, you know, Westerners, we don't perhaps like to discuss our problems. No. We like to handle our stuff yeah. on our own. Especially um, you men. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm addressing that too because that's why I was raised. It was yeah. like you deal with your own stuff. Yeah. You know, you go to work, you bring the money in, you provide whatever's needed, and you kind of handle your own stuff. Yeah. And it's on you. And... Yes, you don't want the perception of being weak. Yeah. Um, or I, I was always concerned if I was bothering somebody. Hmm, I was like, hey, Phoebe, like I'm having a rough day. And I was like, well, what if I'm putting my stuff uh, yeah. on her? Yeah, I am guilty of that as well. Yeah. yeah. But then the day it manifests. It does. And then you become, for me, like the way I manage it, I just became emotionally numb. Yeah. Shut everything down and the consequence of that is you become numb to it all. And you don't it's hard for you to connect. Like have these moments where you can sit down, talk to somebody, like look them in the eye and share. Like not just 
you know, stuff that might be like casual conversation. Like in Minnesota, we'll talk about the weather. <laughs> they do that in New York too. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just, where I'm going with that eventually, long story longer. Yes, yeah, totally fine. Um, <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> is yoga is a tool for connection. Yeah. And we can do that. Um, we can also tend to redefine masculinity yeah oh good that's exactly and we can have these connections yeah. and uh that's what i'm working on yeah that's what i'm working on personally that's um because you know i have a nine-year-old little boy yeah and you know my father is a wonderful father he but you know he grew up with the the immigrant mentality of scarcity um so he worked a ton yeah um but you know he's a very good dad mm-hmm. uh, but we we didn't talk a lot about it a lot of stuff. And yeah. so now it's like, how can we, you know, still maintain this, you know, quote unquote masculine role, but also be available to open yeah, and do it with an open heart and connect yeah. and bring in, you know, these concepts of, you know, heaven forbid I say the L word, like love, ah! like, in a, <laughs> like, like in a friendship. And I always joke around my friends you know, that I grew up with, yeah. you know, but you know what we're, we're challenging ourselves to do. And they're, it's, believe it or not, like they're quite responsive. You know, we grew up yeah. together, we played hockey together, we played baseball together or the military yeah. together, but it's just like see- seeking a deeper connection and friendship. Yeah. You know, this platonic, I always had to, cause intimacy always has this connotation with sexual or connection with yeah. sexuality, yeah. but like intimacy, so platonic intimacy and connection and openness and compassion and love. Yeah. Like how can we get there? Um, if we need to like uphold this, yeah, the, the audio can't see me bowing my chest and doing my, like my Clint Eastwood, you know, sipping whiskey and the cigar and riding in as the lone guy mid on the horse. But like, how can we redefine it? Yeah. Because a lot of other cultures don't necessarily have this issue. Yeah. And perhaps we can trace it a hundred years back and so yeah Yeah. i've been on mission to do that as well yeah and because it's been a personal path of mine and it's not something i always do well yeah i tend to isolate i tend to withdraw Mm -hmm. um i tend to hold feelings in yeah but the first step is just that awareness like if we can talk about it have dialogue breathe and notice it Mm -hmm. so Oh my God, there's so many things there. I tried to make lots of little mental notes because. Cut me uh, off anytime. <laughs> no, it's all amazing. <laughs> and I could see you were going there. But yes, just to where I'm going to start with where you just ended. One of my mantras is awareness is the transformation. Oh, I like that. And it is. It's just, yeah. it's being able to uh, be aware of, oh, that's my pattern. Yeah. I might not change it today, I but that. I am aware of it. And then the next Say it time. Again. Awareness is the transformation. I love it. It's in the tribe manual that you'll get tomorrow. So okay. you can like circle it. Yeah. That's, that has been huge for me too. Because it holds you um, it holds you somewhat accountable but without an expectation. Yeah. Like you are, you have the power to be aware. But you don't have to do anything else. Right? Because mm-hmm. the transformation is going to unfold already. So you don't have to hold yourself with this expectation that you have to do anything more. It's just you yeah. you'll continue to show up and be aware. Right? I love it. And then you'll make and then you'll make the choices, right? You'll start to make the choices 
that yeah. are necessary for your path. I like the way you put it because we always hear mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is, you know, mindfulness has been commoditized by so many different yeah. <laughs> sources and it's okay. Like, I'm glad my, I'm, I'd rather have mindfulness out there yeah. than not out there. It's a good word, but yeah. But it often gets misinterpreted and I yeah. think that captures the essence of like paying on, te- paying attention on purpose, you yeah. know, working on judgment. Yeah. I was like to add in some compassion. Okay. That's we my can buzzword. throw it in. We can do Hashtag it. compassion. Yeah. Um, but I like it, but that, I think awareness I really like that. Okay. Using the word awareness. Yeah. Uh, and then just, I love what you're saying, because we started to talk about this the other day, about changing like our perception of masculinity from yeah. the male side, but also the female pers- perspective, because I also think being yeah. a female, um, having yeah. this idea of what masculine is, like my expectation of what my male partner or just like any man in, you yeah. know, I'm interacting with, should be or you know provide for me or not provide for me or whatever we do we have these um unspoken expectations for one another and i think that it like what we're experiencing in the world today is this huge swing (laughs) to um i i am actually grateful for it i mean we don't have to go down that alleyway Mm. but i'm actually grateful for where we are right now because it is just turning all the lights on and saying this is what's been hiding <laughs> and we're yeah. all going to look at this shit <laughs> and we can't turn the lights off anymore. And so yeah. I am grateful for you specifically, but other people like you who are doing the work and showing up, you know, in the, in that um, role of being a man. So thank you for that. Um, I just need to say thank you for that. <laughs> I am trying my best. Yeah, but I mean, I we all hoping. are trying our best. You know, I feel like I'm trying my best too when I get into my own little dialogue yeah. of what I should be, you know, how I should show up. And um, I have similar pattern of like, oh, I don't want to dump it on somebody else because yeah. I have like this fierce masculine energy yeah. within me too so I'm learning to be more passive and soften be vulnerable which is also another buzzword we talked about yesterday oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um and how that's shifted to you know it actually being a good thing now before we talk vulnerability yeah I was hoping you'd share what women think and what they expect in a partner I thought you were going with that. <laughs> oh. I thought you were sharing the secrets um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them yet. This is what women think, and this is what we expect in a partner. You You're like, make, wait, I'm going to write notes now. <laughs> you can make a lot of money. You can surpass, like, the love language book. <laughs> what is your love language? Um, I really like tater tots. <laughs> so bring so me somebody tater makes tots? Me t- acts of service, so somebody makes me tater tots. Like homemade tater tots? No, just, it can like, be, like, just, the frozen ones. Okay, like, yeah, because on I like those, yeah. Those are, I kind of have those. Um, I don't know if that's my love language, but I can see. Yeah. Okay. I read the love. Oh. No, it's okay. We can go wherever you want. Are we talking the V word? Vulnerability? No. Do you want me to share? Did you want me to share something about expectations? Oh, Oh, if you have something to share. Um, If you can put it in words. (laughs) not a guru by anyways in terms of this no I think that 
So, because you were talking about like what? Well, I think we are trying to figure it out. I didn't. Yeah. Know, I wasn't sure if the conversation. Yeah. This is kind of an unexpected trail. I know. That's why I like unfolds. this. The space in between. We're here yeah. now. Well, it's like as society's evolved. You know, look at you know the original reasons why like man and woman got together. Yeah. Like to procreate, make enough kids to hunt and gather, make yeah. a farm. You know, you're in a community and it was a survival instinct. Yeah. And so it is interesting how we look at modern relationships mm-hmm. and what they look like. Yeah. And what to expect, especially as, you know, it's not the 1950s <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. where, like, the dude comes in, plops down on the, like, the, the kitchen. Where's dinner? Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's like, what Has does... the kids on the head. Right. Yeah. Like, what does the, you know, the equal nature you know a relationship you know without children uh relationship without the you know where it's you're outside of the community and like because people are geographically separated yeah anymore yeah i think that's huge so, yeah so there's i don't have any of the answers okay <laughs> i don't either but there is a great book for you and anybody listening uh, elizabeth gilbert she wrote a book called committed Oh, cool. And so I actually read it when I was going through my divorce. And it's okay. actually about, I don't know, are you familiar with her doing Eat, Pray, Love and all that? Uh, I've listened to her on on Being Okay. Before. She's awesome. But anyways, so this book is sort of like the after of the Eat, Pray, Love where she like travels around the world. And then sure. she, at the end, she meets like the love of her life. Well, just FYI, they're divorced now and oh, sh- she's moved on. <laughs> um, just to give you a summary. But this book was... They were in a situation where he, I think, was Brazilian, but they, so he didn't have his papers, and so they had to get married for them to stay, and she did not want to get married again, Mm -hmm. and so she did, like, this whole research about, like, why are people getting married anyway? Yeah, okay, wow. So it's really cool, and and what, basically it was, was what you were saying, is like, we need to create more children to, like, you know, go out and be the hunter and gatherers, but then there was also this whole thing where, um religion actually didn't want us to be married because they didn't want us to have this connection behind closed doors and have our own thoughts. Interesting. So it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then she talks a little bit more about how it's evolved and everything. And now how, in terms of our modern society, like how we have such expectations for our partner to be everything for us Yeah. because we are so isolated now. Like you said, like we're yeah. so isolated, but yes, yet we can be connected through social media and all that time, but that's not real. Right. Right. Um, but we do, we have this, like, you are my person and you are <laughs> my, my happiness and, you know, pay the bills and be the good father and Da, 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 da. And we do, we have, we bought on both sides, right? We have these expectations for each other. And I think that that's what the work that you're doing and what I'm doing too. And yeah. what other people are doing now is we're looking at that and dropping yeah. down, breaking down those walls and actually having that inner dialogue with ourselves first. Right. And then yeah. having the dialogue with like yeah. this. <laughs> you know, I like that. Like the inner dialogue is, I can serve as like work. Yeah. You know, I put in so much work into, uh, you know, my external life and it's like now realizing the work needs to go into me with the expectations that, that they'll ultimately serve, you know, a partnership, mm-hmm. a, um, my other, not just partnership, my relationships, mm-hmm. Like how I can show up and be, you know, more present yeah. for them and explore these ideas together and like have that framework, you know, that comes with 
you know, the practice is to be able to think about stuff and explore it and talk openly, um, you know, about concepts of intimacy, compassion, connection. So I'm still very much a, a joke around. You know, have you heard the term <laughs> basic bro? <laughs> I can imagine what it yeah. means. Yeah. You know, it's like... You gotta, you gotta be authentic. Yeah, you know? I'm trying to be a basic bro in transition. <laughs> you know, it's like I have like... You know, I grew up in the sports community, but it's like, no, now I'm like trying to, you know, have these like deeper thoughts. And yeah. Explore this existence that we call life. And yeah. do so in a manner that is authentic and real and not... I'm not just being somebody who I think people want me to be. Yeah. Um, or even getting caught up in my own stories uh, and thinking that is how I actually am. Yeah. And like trying to like peel back the onion. Yeah. <laughs> the onion, <laughs> I use that a lot too. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we kind of talked offline about this too, your mask. Like, mm-hmm. which mask are you wearing now? Yeah. And yeah. Does that bring us into the V word? Um, sure. Yeah, with vulnerability, <laughs> I well, coming from a military environment, you think of vulnerability not just as you know somebody may laugh at you or judge at you, but you think of it as an actual threat to security. Because like yeah. if you have like a position, like a military position, and there's a vulnerability that that is the place where the enemy yeah. can enter and kill you. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to rephrase it. And we talked about it the mm-hmm. other day is um, someone else. I, I, I'm not rephrasing someone, someone else suggested it and I'm latching onto their ideas and um, trying to credit whoever it was that said it, but like she was openness. Yeah. And that's what the practice of yoga meditation have done for me like every morning like I hit my yoga mat and my meditation cushion and whether it's two minutes whether it's five minutes it's a practice of breathing and acknowledging and there's even a meditation practice where you know you can ask yourself like who am I mm-hmm. who am I who am I and then if you really want to go you know further I shouldn't say further that's a bad word but if you want to explore the concept differently it's like there is no I, there is no me, there's yeah. mine. You know, I'm connected to I the am. universe. I'm, we're interdependent mm-hmm. uh, and interconnected um, with everybody. So it's like, what, like, how am I portraying myself? Yeah. Like, am I being what I was supposed to be? Like, by like perhaps parents, mm-hmm. teachers, um, you know, or if I'm, a people pleaser and I don't want to let somebody down yeah. or don't want to hurt them um, or don't want to uh, say no. It's like, well, am I putting on a mask that, um, you know, I'm somebody else mm-hmm. in that regard? Yeah. Um, or can I get to this place of truth? And um, I think it's in the Upanishads where, you know, they really break down. It's like, you need to have this, idea of spirituality whether that's meditation or whatever to like really get within so that you can then go and serve in an authentic sense yes um and it's hard to get there that's why it's practice that's why i can read about it you know i can read about the i can read the bhagavad gita and be like all right arjuna is like this like totally stressed out guy about to fight his family and he's saying to krishna like all these questions like help me like help me figure it out yeah 
Um, and I can, I can comprehend it intellectually, but then doesn't necessarily get implemented with it. Okay. And so it's like, that's why the yoga and the meditation practice like help with the, the actual practice and the yeah. implementation and yeah. then coming back to it on a daily, um, so that I can get to the end of this tangent where I'm going is you can get to the place <laughs> of openness or vulnerability, yeah. um, which ultimately Leads well, to a more become, yeah. Yeah. But it leads to a more connected and happy yeah. life. Yeah. Like, and authentic, as you said. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you just changed the word vulnerability to openness. Like, I caught that last night, and whoever we were sitting at dinner said it, so I need to give them full credit, okay. whoever it was. Whoever it was, we don't remember. <laughs> it was at this retreat. But, okay, we'll, give, we'll find out and put, them in, put that in the show notes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that too, because I actually did a little Dharma talk podcast mm-hmm. about yeah. this word vulnerability. Cause the same thing you like when I was young, vulnerability was not a good yeah. thing. Oh, she's so vulnerable. Oh, she's so young. And we, I was always considered yeah. vulnerable in my family. Well, heaven was, forbid you cry yeah. and show genuine emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I always had to be strong and like, yeah. Um, but now it's, oh, they're so vulnerable. That post that they did on Instagram and, <laughs> and like, and I, I, I know that that's a practice cause I don't, I never sh- like shared up until mm-hmm. just very recently, you know, I had hit a lot of my shit like under the yeah. rug and, and so now it's, you know, oh, I get to celebrate it, but there is something like the openness. It is the openness with authenticity. I'm going to add that little tag to it. No, it's a good tag. Because it is. It's being able to open, you know, how much do you share? How much do you not? Because you all can also can be like to the extreme where you share so much. Sure. Um, There's the boundaries element. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was something else that you said that I wanted to comment on. Hmm. I don't remember. I left. <laughs> <laughs> It'll hit you at 3 a.m. It will hit me. But yeah, thank you for that. I think that's that's important for, for us to kind of look at because they're, they're these buzzwords, like you said, mindfulness. Yeah. We, we tend to use them, and I think it's necessary for us sure. to just turn a light on to a more positive way of thinking mm-hmm. and being in, in life. Uh, but then also just to make sure that it doesn't just get to be like, oh, I'm mindfulness this. I might, you yeah. know, I'm, or I'm being vulnerable here. And, you know, it just yeah. turns into like a trend, I guess. Right. And to avoid it being a trend, you know, where it's just another, I, sh- I shouldn't say like that. But if you go to like the roots of it, and I've, I've really found so much meaning in like the spiritual teachers mm-hmm. that teach it, like the Pema Chodron, Thich Nhat Hanh, yeah. um, the Dalai Lama. Yeah. You know, because they, they are approaching it. Um, like they don't have to even think about the yeah. idea of authentic voice. It's just like the vo- their, their voice. voice. Yeah. And like they, it's like, yes, you, you should be aware of what you're doing and you should do so with compassion yeah. and share these practices. So that's why I always encourage folks that they're like, looking for a place yeah. to start, like, uh, when things fall apart, Yeah, you know, Pema Chodron, like there's no angle there. Like I don't yeah. see her trying to sell a thousand books, no. you know, so that she can run like the massive, she like to change the world. She does. Yeah. And you see, this is my maybe skeptic okay. creeping in. I'm, I'm always 
aware of like this like wellness guru that's yeah. like thrown out and you know it's like what's their angle are they trying to sell me some like airport hotel workshop <laughs> you know where they're going to charge me like five hundred dollars and yeah. it's like you can be your best self yeah you know and it's like and so when people come to me for like resources i say go to the teachers without the angle yeah and then explore many yeah um and then original sources are good. And if it's like your spirituality, like, you know, go to the the basis of your spirituality. Like, what are the texts? Not yeah. not how it's been perhaps manipulated or misinterpreted mm-hmm. over thousands of years to wield power. Yeah. Um, but like what's the basic intent of and most cultures have cultures have these documents and religions have these documents. Mm-hmm. Um and you can get to the heart of it and you boil it all down, it's like how can we live a life of service, compassion, and love? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And that kind of brought me back to what I would. Oh, you already came back to it? Yeah. I'm impressed. But you brought it back for me. Um, I, it is, I think it's what you were saying about like Pema or the Dalai Lama, like they just live it. But I think that they're always looking at what's happening within, what's happening collectively and how to just reassess, right? They're always reassessing, checking in again and and then integrating again. And I think that is a cycle and, and to kind of like, look at it from that perspective. But then also here I am as a business owner teaching wellness. I know. (laughs) Um, I always have to check in with myself. That's such a good point. I mean, I always, when I do things like this or I do anything that's especially, you know, telling somebody to come to an event or um, whatever, you know, selling something or even just doing a post, I always have to check in and go, is this necessary? Yeah. You know, what, what it, why is it necessary? Right. And I didn't mean, because there is an importance on putting a value yeah. to your work. Yeah. And we all have to make a living. Yeah. So the the concern I had was more of like the manipulators versus, cause I have no problem. Yeah. I think yoga teachers should get paid more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think, do too. <laughs> you know, teachers. I mean, we, yeah. we, any, we, any edu- education. You can go through any number of professions. Yeah. So like... Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with like hosting classes and workshops. No, and I didn't, I didn't Um, feel that what you said at all, but I'm just saying that like, that's where we should always, like whether you are catching yourself as to why I'm no. And and I think I under, I think I probably over even stated that because I think those great leaders would probably even disagree with me. And and looking back, they would say, no, it's a practice where I have to catch myself. It's just my ego. Yeah coming in and you know trying to make me look wise or like a guru yeah um or is this something so i take that all back okay well i was going with it i supported it but i think (laughs) but i think that maybe outwardly it doesn't like you said that you're just being like that but there is still this inner dialogue there's still the practice right they don't wake up and like i don't need to meditate today i got this like they're still catching themselves and that's why i actually love pema too because she holds herself accountable a lot she does and like i'll never forget i can't remember which book it is but she talks about being um somewhere where she was sharing a space with somebody Mm -hmm. and every day she was pissed off because the dishes weren't being done and she's like oh this person and just like getting angrier and angrier do you know and then one day she realized oh those were my dishes (laughs) (laughs) and she can like laugh about it she is still she's still in it you know um but yeah but but yeah but uh, what i was just 
saying too is like the responsibility of whether you're like that leader in some way, whether you are owning a business or just showing up and teaching these teachers, we always have to kind of look at it and and we are sort of being looked at it under a microscope because of the whole social media thing. Yeah. And it is, it's just like checking yourself. Just check yourself and be authentic within yeah. it too. You know? Yeah, because you want to get good messages out. Yeah. Like we need more ambassadors and leaders that act with compassion yeah. and we don't want them to just avoid social media because of the other right. nonsense that can be on it. But we want people leading by example. Yeah. Like we want those that have a sphere of influence to use that um, effectively. Yeah. And that's what people like you do. Yeah. Like you Thank influence you. a lot of people and help a lot of people and you do so in a manner uh, that is helpful in a digital age, which can be really, <laughs> really tough to navigate. Yeah. I don't need to do. I don't need to, need to go down the road of internet trolls. Yeah, and, we won't. We won't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. You do good stuff, my friend. Well, you do too, my friend. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's funny as I. There's the practice of gratitude. Okay. And it's just like taking that pause and being thinking like what you have good going on. And sometimes in the army, they should teach it. And it's like hunt the good stuff. Mm. But it's just nice that, you know, we're in a space where we can have these conversations. Yeah. And that it's in the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of us, you know, talking about whatever we could be talking about is that, you know, we're, Bridging whatever divisions, I shouldn't say divisions, but stuff that inhibits connection. Yeah. And we're taking the step and hopefully more people yeah. are because it ultimately leads to a more fulfilling life. Yeah. And it, it calls upon people to question like the autopilot, mm-hmm. you know, are you just in this routine? Um, and not saying that you have to get out of the routine, but you can think about different things. Yeah, and you, you can, can think of it. the routine differently. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what you said is autopilot. And I think that we are we're wired for negativity, right? We're always wired for right. what is the risk, fight or flight, right? Right, it's survival. Always looking for survival. Yeah. And it's usually the negative. Yeah. And so we are, I think, collectively now, we're working with this practice yeah. of gratitude to change it so that our autopilot is... Yeah. The positivity, you yeah. know, positive side of things. And um, we have the connection of on being. We both yeah. love on being. Yeah. And I was just listening to, I can't remember if it's Ray or Roy. Gay? Ray? Ross. Ross. Oh, Ross. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wait, Ray Gay? That was no, a that's great not one. his name. Ray Gay. Yeah. <laughs> great music. <laughs> But so you listen to that. Yeah, that was phenomenal. So I'm starting this practice of delight now because I I do like 40 days of gratitude between Thanksgiving and and New Year's because I find that that's a really hard time for myself. And then I turned it into like my students doing it too actively because it's a hard time. But I like the idea of the practice of delight because you don't even have to be like, I'm grateful for this person that you can just be in delight of it. And it can be hard and such a challenge, especially when like things are really dark and everything's mm-hmm. going bad. Like say you don't perhaps have the basic, yeah. you know, items in life. Um, yeah. But there's still these practices that are there and yeah. they are helpful. And yeah. we are cultivating a community that is 
discussing, embracing, and practicing. And that's like what I'm grateful for, or perhaps even delightful for. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. And it is good. Yeah, I love the definition that they said of delight was with and without light. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it was like, I can't, you have to, I did like a little transcription. I do that whenever I hear things, I'm like putting it in my phone. But I think it was like finding the joy in in the light and without the light or something like that. Sure. But yeah. I like it. I like that too. Cool. So I'm doing it. Yeah, but the practice of gratitude and delight, necessary. Well, I'm grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> you too, my friend. Yeah, this has been um, awesome. Yeah. And really, um, thank you for sharing your time and doing what you do and mm-hmm. just being the human being that you are. Oh. I thank you. You motivate a lot of people. And it's good to take this digital connection of the social media and actually connect in the real right? world. You're like, what? You're a human being? <laughs> You're not one of those robot things that are just sending messages out. You're real. Maybe. You're not a Russian bot. <laughs> Maybe listening in. <laughs> no. Grateful for you and thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's yeah. so good to chat with you. Yeah, thank you. Not a tea and crumpet kind no, of. We crew. end up. <laughs> we end up snacking some guy's butt with a paddle. That's okay, wait. We just, don't want to tell those oh, people. That one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yoga based podcast. <laughs> I was saying oh while I did it. <laughs> Yeah, we um, we have some stories. 
<laughs> that are in a vault. In a vault, yeah. better that way. They might come out here and there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for being here. And Thanks for having me. Yeah, and just always um, evolving and being an inspiration and being my friend. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank Bye, you. Bye, everybody. Bye.